Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your spurs. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, season 12, episode 14. We're back on ASD and I'm joined today by uh, my good friend, Rob. It's uh, here it's number one debut for you, Rob. How are you doing, mate? Doing really well, thank you. And uh, thanks so much for having me on. Privilege. I wanted to have you on for a while now. It's worth saying, we are recording like an hour after the football has finished, the World Cup finals. Well, about three hours after the game's finished, about an hour after the trophy presentation's finished. <laughs> but Rob, you are old school Tottenham. So let's start off. Why are you Tottenham in the first place? My dad. Um, yeah. So my dad, uh, his family were from the northeast, and they were actually all... A Newcastle United fan so if you've got anyone that listens to this that's you know 140 years old they'll know names like Jackie Milburn and things like that my dad was always talking about about Jackie Milburn but anyway in the 60s uh, he went to Spurs just the year after the double year um, and uh, and then he was Spurs all the way through to when to when I was born and uh, yeah so because of my dad I had no choice yeah yeah I mean the rule tends to be your dad or your town and you, you fall yeah. quite nicely into that. that. That's exactly why I'm Spurs as well. 100%. Why? Why? Because your dad as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I grew up in Cardiff. I used to go see City play a little bit. And then, um, obviously, growing up in the 90s was when the Soul Crew were at their worst. And I remember seeing, I, I said it on here before, like home fans throwing darts into the away fans and you just go like, no, <laughs> I don't want to be part the of good that. good old days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played it more than I watched it. And then uh, my dad's thought it was because of... He, dad grew up, was born in Wales as well, but he moved. He, he lived in like 20 places before he was 18, like, and he was homeless at one point. So he was everywhere. But you remember, he talks about like seeing those European nights in the 60s when they're all yeah. in white looking like angels. And it's that. He just fell in love with the glory of the game. Um, yeah. you, now, you're a season ticket holder, right? How long have you been a season ticket holder? So about 10 years now. Where were you sat? Dad, uh, so Northwest, about 416. So I take my kids with me. So my I was a season ticket holder with my dad. Yeah. Um, and then uh, unfortunately my dad uh, passed away. So then I, the club allowed me to, after a little bit of wrangling actually, but they allowed me to move 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 the ticket over to to my children. Uh, so now I go with my kids. So it's lovely. And great, you know man. it's definitely gone second second generation. And yeah, poor things. But anyway, they're hooked. Yeah. Well, it's, it's poor things as well at the moment because we're doing so well the expectations up here was realistically for Spurs fans it needs to be pegged back a bit you know but um what was your first game then do you remember so my first ever game yeah. uh first of may 1986 was the Ardila's testimonial if you can believe that yeah. uh when Maradona had turned yeah, out yeah. for Spurs against Inter Milan so I was literally sat uh, in the old west stand about 10 rows back almost directly in front of um he did this iconic overhead kick thing uh to cross the ball almost directly in front of me and i i was very young i was only nine yeah when that happened but i can remember it and i, I mean yeah he was amazing the thing i remember most about about that game was it was just before the world cup uh that i think it was in mexico i think in 86 and Hoddle played and Waddle played. And, you know, Hoddle was the big star for us at that time. And Maradona basically made Hoddle look like he was a second division player that, that day. It was amazing. And he came out before the game and um, was juggling. A, a, I've seen him on television since do it, but he, did, he was juggling a golf ball with, in, in his socks uh, in, in the warm up to the game. It was 
it was amazing. Yeah, but that that was my first game. And then my first proper game, October '86, against Sheffield Wednesday. One one that one. Uh, Clive yeah. Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, How about you? First game was Villa, 2008. Literally, as soon as I moved to London, got yeah. first tickets I could. Uh, I think. I mean, like you, you see my sheet. I can tell you exactly who played and uh, and yeah, all that of that is, stuff. The, your sheet is something else. But the the thing, the thing I remember most about that game, like Villa. I mean, our team that day was Gomez, Chorluka, Woodgate, Dawson, Bale, Lennon, Zakora, uh, Huddleston, Modric, Pavlichenko, Bent. Right. So it. Yeah. Some great names in there. Um, Gilberto Campbell on the bench. Bent scored, and for them. It was Rio Coca, yeah, and Ashley Young. But, like, the bit I remember, it was an evening game, was that first bit. I, I think I was sat in the South Stand. Where was I sat? Oh, East Upper, so completely wrong. Um, but night game, when you walked past, it's really different now, but what I loved about Old White Hart Lane, and I'm a bit of a purist for Old White Hart Lane, is, is how close you were to the pitch from the moment you stepped in, because it was, like, a small concrete corridor where the steps, and you could see it. And that bit, we walked past East Stand, and you just looked through this or you walked up the steps on the stand and then you just saw this really bright patch of green that's when i fell in love with the experience of being in white heart lane absolutely loved it i couldn't get enough of it um so that was my first game i know exactly what you mean and i i, I remember clearly the the league game the sheffield wednesday game um again i can't remember where we were sat to i think we were sat lower west i think we didn't have a season ticket in those days so it was big borough steel to to get it to to get a ticket um i remember clive allen scored with the most incredible header you know one arm up afterwards that was the year that he scored whatever it was 40 old goals you know incredible season but i was looking at the team sheet of that just the other day knowing i was coming on today and nico classen played in that game clive allen waddle hoddle mabbert Mitch, yeah. you know, Graham Roberts played that game. Amazing, amazing players that 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 were there, you know. And um, yeah, but that that was my that 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 was my first game. I really miss the old the old stadium as well. You could smell the stadium, the old stadium, as you were walking towards it. It was just the vibe of it and the little narrow turn stars, and it was just the next, you know, completely different. Yeah. Now I love the new stadium. I I I got to go to the new stadium before on the. Before it opened, a friend of mine had a had a, had a posh season ticket, yeah, and he got a he got a he got an opportunity to take someone to go and have a look. I think it was the uh, on the Super Bowl day they were showing the Super Bowl, and I can remember clearly walking out in the it was in the East Stand they held it, and I walked out with him and just stood there, and honestly I was in you know in tears. I couldn't couldn't believe it, couldn't believe what my club our club had done. Amazing. Yeah. I'll never, yeah, ever yeah. forget that for as, long, for as long as I live, but I do miss the old days. I went to Stevenage, well, a few weeks ago now, a couple of weeks ago to watch uh, to watch him in the Cup, um, and they lost. The, uh, Sassan Young's brother was there, actually, Stephen Sassan Young. And, uh, but it, that gave me proper old-school Tottenham feels, like everyone walking towards the ground, yeah. really cold concrete like it's not about anything but the football that's what i miss about it but we're not here for this uh what's your favorite game you've ever been to at spurs with spurs um favorite game i've ever been to ix away no doubt what the three two oh, it has yeah. to be the three two yeah great greatest game i've ever seen uh till today maybe but still i mean yeah what what? How did you get through that game? I would have died of just Tears. exhaustion. 
Yeah. It's the only game I've ever genuinely been in tears at the end. Proper, proper tears. Yeah, just ringing, um, just ringing anyone that I could think of. <laughs> yeah, oh, cool. yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll never ever forget the emotion of that. And it was a long, long journey home. Yeah. yeah. All right. Give me, give me the next best game because that that's almost an easy question. Then, if you were at that game, you got another one. Uh, do you know a game that always really stands out in my mind? I don't know why, and I can't remember. It was, um, I think it might have been fourteen, fifteen. I can't remember exactly, but it was we we beat West Ham three two at home, and it was when Harry Winks scored and Kane scored a penalty last minute. It was an angry, horrible <laughs> game. That game. I, I and, to lose that game. I was there. Yeah. And um, it was, yeah, that was, it was a great, 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 great game. We won that game 3 2, I think. Yeah, Kane and missed the penalty, didn't he? And then put Kane the missed the penalty. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it, just for the, there were loads of, loads of West Ham sports behind enemy lines near where I was sitting, yeah. old stadium. And uh, I just, I don't know why I remember that game, but I, that game really stands out for me. It was a great, great game. Angry game. That was the last West Ham game at our stadium, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it was. So it was really hard to get tickets. Well, I always sat South Stand Block 35 for that game, but okay. every game, because it was near the away fans. But this time I was in the West Stand, but yeah, right, so next, right next to their fans. So right, right. the most southern, like literally the seat next to it. And their fans, like Lanzini scores and came yeah, over and right. did the hammer sign. That's and I'm right. like, Fuck this, I'm going. So I left on 2 1. Oh, I know. I, was really, I, I just was like, because I, I deeply hate West Ham. Like, of all the games mm-hmm. I hate, the Chelsea game and the West Ham, Arsenal's whatever. But that game, I can't see us lose. I would rather not, I can't see that final whistle. So I, and as I walked out, the second goal went in, uh, the foot, the second goal went in. I could, they wouldn't let me back in. So I had to watch it in a pub window. Um, It was, it was not fun. Yes, thank you. Thanks for bringing that one up. Um, your favourite Spurs player? It doesn't have to be the best player, but your your favourite player? Uh, Gaza, no doubt. I loved Gaza, always Gaza. Over Hodgson? Yeah. No one ever got me out of my seat like Gaza, not even Bale. Everyone said that. Everyone said, everyone who was there says Hodgson or Gaza. Yeah. Um, the best I saw him, score, saw him score against Arsenal without a shoe on once. Wasn't that amazing? That, was that a debut, debut goal? Was it debut yeah. or something? I can't remember. I'm not then, very good at the stats. Like I haven't made the notes that you have, but yeah, just and just the whole aura of him. Like, but like in the warm up before the game, like warming up with Lineker, like trying to pull Lineker's shorts down, chasing him up and down the centre centre line, just messing around. Just never seen anything like him. Brilliant. We never will again, right? Because it, nah. it sort of trained out of him now. Yeah. Um, Finally, the best goal that you've seen live. So this was this. I really thought about this, but I think on balance, it's got to be Son's goal against Burnley 2019. That says that as well. I think if Messi had scored that goal, it would be played around the world for years. I think it was a brilliant goal. Uh, Yeah, were you there for a hole in the cup evening game, and it went to penalties? Guilty. Sigurdsson scored an unbelievable I'll send you the video afterwards no one remembers it because it wasn't shown on TV I will send you the video it's unfortunately it's filthy everything that's followed but it's the best goal I ever saw at Spurs um right uh we're going to talk about Brentford but first we're going to we, the World Cup just finished should we talk about Tottenham players at the World Cup because we get to spend hours because it was a great World Cup uh all in all um but football about, was great wasn't it, it football the football was, was really really good and it always happens doesn't it that 
the accusations always sport washing, I know, but I thought that the it was possibly the greatest World Cup ever, do you think? Yeah, most goals, I think, it says, scored. I mean, just there's so many stories. That's what it's about, the story, like the Mbappe story. Like He's only four goals behind the all-time prep World Cup scorer, yeah. and he's 23. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think it was? Do you think it's because, I was having this debate the other day, do you think it's because it's been in the middle of the season as opposed to the end of the season? So all the best players in the world, not just the top three or four, but all the really great players, good players, they've only got 20 games in their legs instead of 60, 70 games in their legs. So and the weather, what it wasn't too hot, was it? It was just nice temperature, yeah. and everyone was fit and at it. I wonder if it was just because of that, really. Not that I want to see the season disrupted every year, but okay. or every four years. Maybe it was quite small as well, because there was very little travel yeah. for them to do. Like when they do this one in South America, they're going to have to travel over a huge continent, and that's going to take it out. That's tiring. <laughs> Maybe there's something to do with that. Maybe it's just a different crop of players coming. I don't know. There's just. It was just enjoyable. And it, it was really hard at the start. I found it really hard morally. I don't want to go in too much into that, just what to do. I didn't want to support yeah. what was going on. But then yeah. am I just ignorant in many ways? I don't know. And then I bit the bullet and started watching it. And God, I'm glad I did. What? Yeah. I'll tell you what, it was a lot easier when Wales went out because I predicted on the pod before that we weren't going to score a goal. We scored one penalty goal, which was a bit lucky. So... Uh, it was really miserable watching Wales in the World Cup, which was a bit disappointing. But as soon as they went out, I could I could enjoy it for just being a neutral, and that was really good. Davis um, didn't have a good World Cup, did he? I didn't think. He's not been in brilliant form, has he, for about a year now. He gave away the ball, didn't he, for the third yeah. English goal. He was okay. He's okay. He's just... He's he's only 30. I thought he was like 33, but he's, he's only 30. He just... He's a bit Gary Neville. He just he does a couple of things well, and he's very consistent. He's just seven out of ten every game, and that's all you can expect from him. But it was a bit bit sad to see him there. Um, I've got the England players listed here. So Dyer, he didn't play much. He only had half an hour over two sub appearances. Yeah. But the big Nothing. one is Harry Kane. Harry Kane, two goals, three assists, and a penalty miss. Let's talk about that penalty miss. Do you think it's going? How much of an impact do you think it's going to have now? Or do you think he's just professional? He'll just get going against Brentford. It's just a different world, isn't it? Brentford versus the World Cup. I think uh, I think the answer to that question is both. I think I think he's a really solid professional, obviously, and I think one of his strengths is his mental resilience. Um, and he's for sure. I mean, he's, I think he's going to get. I think it's going to be a tough second half of the season for him every away game. To be honest, um, I, I think that the. Yeah, I do, because obviously what happened to the three guys that missed the penalty after the Euros was abhorrent. And, you know, let's not even give that airtime, to be honest. It's a disgrace what happened to those guys. But when they then travelled around to the away grounds, they were really well received, weren't they? Quite Mm -hmm. rightly. And reminded that what happened to them after the game at the Euros was not football. But I think it's going to be different with Kane. I think I, I I do. I think Kane's going to get stick. I think because he's not. When you go away with Tottenham, it always surprises me. But he's not liked Kane, is he? When no, you go away, like away fans hate Kane. See him as a diver, you know. And uh, and that when I first started, when I got back into going away from home again uh, about three years ago, I was quite surprised about that. I hadn't realised that. Um, and so I, yeah, I think he's going to get some stick. I think so. It's going to be interesting to see. How he's gonna how he's gonna deal with that, um, and it's a it's a it's a weird time for him at the moment with the emergence of Haaland. You know he's not the number one kid on the block anymore. He's 29. Is he gonna sign another deal with them, stay another three years, or is he gonna go? 
Um, I'm not sure. I'm on the fence about whether he goes now, to be honest. I've I've been wondering about whether he might go. It's hard as next. You just don't know where, he, unless he's going to go, unless United get sold in Q1 and yeah. then get bought and then just need a hero striker. But is he the young striker that they want? I'm not sure. But it's, but he's, it's a, a, but, and they're not even, they might not be in the Champions League next year and he'll never go to Chelsea. He can't go to City. Liverpool no. probably wouldn't want him because he's too slow for them. So where is he going to go? He could go to Munich, but then he wouldn't get Shearer's record. But he might there are he a lot of rumours. Yeah, there are a lot of rumours about Munich, though, aren't there? Yeah. There, are, there is a lot in the press about Munich. I don't know whether, I don't, not quite sure where that's coming from, really. Um, they, they've The press are asking for Munich, aren't they? And they, they keep on saying, we're not, we're not going to talk about him, but we are interested, basically. Yeah. So if they can get it's him on the cheap, you know. I, I thought it was interesting, though. He definitely, um, I was really surprised at that second penalty that he took because obviously everybody puts their mortgage on him to score, of course, as as would I. But it was I think it's the first time I've ever actually really see, seen him be affected by the pressure of a moment like that. Yeah. Um, yeah and of yeah. course, there's never been another moment for him that's been as pressurised as that one, I guess. But, you know, he slotted slotted penalties in the Euros final, didn't he? That was pretty pressurised at Wembley and he slotted other things. I've never really seen him be that affected by a situation and I'm not sure whether it was the Hugo factor or what. Do you reckon Do you reckon Hugo got in his head? A little bit. I feel like he's beginning to think of his legacy now a lot more. Like There's a lot missing. This isn't Messi, just not when he woke up. This is, he's never won anything and I think there's a, he has to do it for England because there's a lot of young players there and he's a captain and he's expected to score and he didn't and that is his bread and butter that sort of penalty so I think there's something something going on in his head maybe that might be the thing that makes him leave you know like the I need to win something so he'll go he'll definitely win the league in Germany but the thing is he's got a young family as well I don't think he particularly wants to leave I've I don't know I hope he's all right yeah Yeah, I hope I I mean for sure I, I don't think he'll play against Brentford um, okay. No, I think I think he I think he might be given a bit of rest. But yeah. Richardson, maybe maybe maybe. Yeah, Richardson's out in six weeks. Yeah, yeah, Richardson. Well, I've got so we'll quickly the way. My, I think he's fabulous. Um, and yeah. the Brazilians love him. Proper, yeah. I love Richardson. And he, the more you hear about him off the pitch, the more you just love him. He's now my new just favourite, just Spurs player. You know, I, I love Asuakoto for his character. I love Richardson as well. Um, the other superstar I thought apart from Romero just obviously just won a medal was Perisic I thought Perisic was fantastic really good just looked so fit didn't he Perisic he's, I was he's really just... like so fit and playing further forward than he normally plays for us but his, his quality on the ball his dead ball quality wow right. I mean if we if we can suddenly take advantage of that then uh yeah no by the way I agree with you about Richarlison it's almost made me wonder whether we're I mean we're playing him out of position and whether he's been whether he's been bought for, you know, maybe Kane not staying. Oh really? Imagine we get Kudelski and some wide attacking players. Kane then behind Richarlison. Suddenly that just feels perfect. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, Perisic. I hope won. I hope he stays Kane. But oh yeah, yeah no Richarlison. That the first, his first game, those two goals he scored, were just fantastic, weren't they? That that yeah. red kick. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Perisic won goal three assists, seven games, unbelievable. Hoiberg played okay, just played all three minutes with Denmark. Yeah. Reese, 
Lloris had made some mistakes in typical Lloris fashion, and it was if Jack was here, he'd be having a go. But I think he was also fantastic. He made some unbelievable saves today, and he did throughout the tour. But he, he proper game saving saves today. Um, even the even for the third Argentinian goal, the first save was unbelievably good. Um, but Where again, does he all, rank in your Tottenham goalkeepers, Lloris? I mean, he has to be up there, right? Of the goalkeepers I've seen, I didn't see some of the greats. But he is up there. I, 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 what a servant. What a player. I think, you know, you don't become World Cup winning captain almost twice in a row without being one of the best keepers we've ever had. I think there's a lot of nostalgia in people's minds. But if but Lloris can, would... He's been like three different keepers, isn't he, really? Because you had the sweeper keeper thing, which was scary young Lloris. Then we had him at his peak before Lukaku tried to put his knee through his head when he would come for balls. And now we've got like Friedel Lloris, where he stays on his line more often. Um, and he's been brilliant for us. What a bargain. Best I, keeper. Best yeah. keeper for me. That right. we've ever had. Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. I think he's outstanding. And he's re- and actually, I mean, he has got a big mistake in him. That he, uh, that, and... and it's always the same sort of mistake as well, but um, but as a shot stopper, I, I I can't think of anyone that I've ever seen that that's that's better in you know one of one of the best for sure. As a leader as well. Well, what we're talking about, Sun then. Sun played all four games, didn't yeah. score but got an assist. I think he's the best foreign player we've ever had. Yeah, I do. I would completely agree with yeah, that. That goal, um, uh, the goal that he set up, I can't remember who it was against. I'm, I'm not. Um, where he had four people around him, ran the length of the pitch, just slotted it through. Can't remember, you'll remember. When, but when he, was this? But he, in in the World Cup, in in the World Cup, I think in the in the qualifying rounds was it second game. They oh, were literally, can't, yeah, can't, can't remember. Can't remember. But, 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 it, but his quality on the ball, his pace, he's a leader. I think Son, really, he's obviously such a wonderful guy as well, isn't he? Just the whole package of him. I would agree he's probably maybe one of the best foreign players that's ever played in this country and one of our, certainly our best ever foreign foreign pool. Left foot, right foot. Spurs has put all of his Premier League goals. Just go and look at them. They're all your favourite goals of the season. All of them. Yeah. And and when he first arrived, Pochettino wasn't playing, was he? He was on the, he couldn't get the team. He almost left. Yeah. (laughs) Pochettino wasn't having him. Says a lot about Pochettino, that. But anyway, maybe we'll get onto that. Oh wow, that that would be good. Yeah, and um, says a lot about Son's mentality as well. Yeah, um, I'll quickly gloss over Pape Sarr, who had two substitute appearances for Senegal. Weird purchase that one, but he just seems to win awards. He just needs to play. He just needs to go out on loan and just play for he's, a bit. He's, 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 yeah, needs to go on loan somewhere. Uh, ben Tekel, I think he's one of my favourite players. Just so effective. He played three games for Uruguay. Love Ben Tekel. Oh, I think they need to build the midfield around him. I agree. I agree. Yeah. We got too many of the similar players. Like we, I don't know. Got too many of those players. And then finally Romero. I mean, he got. He only got two yellows. I don't. I think I watched every Argentina game. I don't know how he only got two yellows. Like he almost broke five people's legs today. I think that's his best. I think that's his best asset though. That he can be that aggressive, but he's that aggressive whilst winning the ball. I think if he didn't, if his timing was a little bit off, right. didn't have the pace that he has, he gets sent off every third game, wouldn't he? But yeah, because yeah. he's got it's such impeccable timing in the tackle, he absolutely cleans you out. But yeah, yeah. He, he, he generally wins the ball. I think he's we we miss him. He he, he controls the tempo of our defence. I think when he's yeah. not playing, I'm I I can't. I'm no Dyer fan. I know he's a great guy, Dyer, but I'm no Dyer fan because he can't he can't manipulate the tempo of the game. 
it's all it's all monotonous tempo. So if mm. you're losing you know, and you need to, inc- you know, you really need to step it up, he, ju- he just can't do it. And Romero can really like stick a rocket up the team. I love I love Romero, my favourite player at the moment, no doubt. We've got too many other centre backs that we don't need. Because I, if I would keep Romero and then I'd twist on Sanchez, Dyer, Davis, because what we need is that good cop bad cop, which is Romero, and then we need a classy one. We need a bit yeah. of an Alderweireld. Um, I we, I think we need a bit of a clear house there as well. Wait, what was that Pochettino thing? Are you not a fan of Pochettino, or is it? I liked. I I mean, Pochettino's record, the Champions League final was, you know, it stands speaks speaks for itself, doesn't it? That he gave mm. us all that moment. But there's been loads and loads of calls for him. But is he coming back? Is Conte going to sign another contract and all that and all that sort of stuff? And I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't have him. I wouldn't have him. But that that last year, we didn't win away, did we? In eleven months, and bad. those last six or seven games before he left, like it was quite clear the players wanted him out. The press conferences he was doing beforehand, um, I think me. you know, I'm, I yeah, he's. Uh, I think every you said you mentioned earlier that people have got you know most tinted memories, and I th- I think there's a little bit of that going on with him. To be honest, I think he was great, and he's he's clearly Tottenham through and through. Still lives in London, but. I, I, for me, didn't impact games enough for me. Yeah. So the, the only argument, because I, I totally agree on that last year, it was almost last 18 months, really, wasn't it? We yeah. just sort of fell away. Um, is that he he came out multiple times and said before we got to the final that we need a complete squad refresh and that Levy tried to squeeze more out of what he thought was a winning formula by getting in Mourinho and it didn't work. And then we still had half of the same squads when Mourinho left. And so Poch has yeah. sort of been proved right, really. So maybe the argument is maybe if he gets this new fresh team, he'd love Romero, you know, he'd love Bentancourt, he'd love these South, that South American spine, he loves Kane and some, maybe do something different. But, he, you know, he was OK I mean, if he but left. The reality is, is if Conte decides that he's not going to sign that contract or he gives only gives only gives Tottenham the extension for another year, I mean, the reality is, if Pochettino was available, who else would you bring into the club? I guess, right? I mean, that, that is that is the bottom line, isn't it? But yeah, oh, the yeah. Southgate was announced as staying for England today. What do you think about that? That's exactly what I was going to bring up because Pochettino yeah. said he would take that job, which I think was yeah, a nice solution for Spurs fans, right? Yeah. But um, I think it's good. I'm not remember I'm not English, so as a neutral, you go look what he's done. England to be quite poor for a while. They 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 should be doing better, I and mean, actually. They've done really well. They went out to a very, very good French team, a very good French team. Um, yeah. They did really well in the group. So, I mean, USA was a really boring game, but they smashed a very good Iranian team and did what they needed to manage the game really well against Wales. I thought they would have beaten Morocco as well, I think. And then they would have been in the final and probably lost to a very good Argentinian team. But I I don't know what people can complain about. Southgate's only beaten a top, a top 10 FIFA-ranked team four times. Was that Spain? One of those friendlies. Yeah, Spain. uh, Yeah. So he's he's, so yeah, obviously, and and in all the big touch, I was was on the WhatsApp with my friend Simon during the final actually, and uh, in in the final when uh, as France were losing two 0 first half on about thirty eight minutes, the shot made two substitutions, didn't he? Yeah, he did. We had a brilliant game. Yeah. And uh, and tried to impact the game. They were losing the game, and he tried to impact the game. Um, and I don't. I I was. I mean, we're having this debate. I want to. I don't think Southgate would have done that. 
Southgate no, no. would have, no he would have trusted in his. No, doesn't. And that's the that is that is the thing. I know that I know that is a popular criticism that's levelled at him that he, you know his, his substitutions are, you know, too timid and not aggressive enough. But the bottom line is that I mean the World Cup is the elite of the elite particularly when you get to the last 16 and beyond. And it, it and it is the 11 on the pitch, the, the bench and the manager. It yeah. is. And we've seen that really with Conte, is. right? That I think if you had if you had another manager managing this, that Spurs squad at the moment, would they have made top four last year? I don't know. No. I'm not sure they would have done. So I think that I think that it's in the pressurized moments when the cook is really on. Is he gonna make is he gonna make those calls like Deschamps did today? Yeah, to try yeah. to drag the team over the line because that is what it comes down to in all these big tournaments time after time after time and I yeah, just don't yeah, think yeah. so I just really wish that England had said you know what they got the best players that they've ever had for a generation if not more and uh, they should just go and get a winner and try and, try and make it happen but yeah. I know that I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter and I know that maybe that view is no, no, no. Sure who, 50% of the time who is it then? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think you need to go for a two-call or I wouldn't want him in England, but manage in England, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure about him either. Been, but, I mean, he's brilliant, brilliant at Chelsea, but doesn't stay around very long, does he? No. I just think uh, it, it doesn't have to be a famous manager, but it does have to be a manager that's brave. And I just don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I think in those moments, it's a bit unfair to say it, but in it, it, on the biggest stages, in the biggest moments throughout his career, He's always frozen Southgate. It's I feel like he's good at prepping. He fits in the FA really well, but yeah, right, yeah, in sure. that 90 minutes, he's that's not his strength. Yeah. She's a worry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Is. I mean, for, for, for balance, Wales, I just think we are, we are going to hit a real dip in Welsh international sport with the rugby as well. Like the rugby is yeah. poor. I know we just got Gatlin back, but the football... Bale, Ramsey, Allen, just too old. And when they take those out, we basically got back at Premier League and Championship players, which is not a problem. It's where we've always been. But and we've got Rob Page, who was just an interim manager while Giggs was in court. And then he got the permanent job after we beat Austria and uh, Ukraine. So I think we're going to have a real dip now, which is really sad. But at least we had these times, you know. Have you got young? Have you got good young ones coming through, though? Yes and no. Like there's... Because you go, well, Harry Wilson's pretty good. So you go, um, Dan James, he divides opinion. Um, what's his face up from? Brennan Johnson, cracking striker. But you, like, they're all playing for Forest. They're not playing for, Man- they're not Felden playing for City. You know, they're not um, Mason Mount playing for Chelsea. That, that's that's the diff- that's the levels we're talking about. Not a problem. We're a small nation. But it's a bit sad after where we've been. Been lucky to have a world. You've had a worldie in there for ten years, and you 10, 15 years. That's that's the bottom yeah, line, really. That's exactly yeah. it. And it, it just peaked in twenty sixteen, and we've been living off yeah. the, the echoes of that, which is cool. Um, talk about Brentford now. I've got a soft spot for Brentford for two reasons. Uh, it's the first place I lived when I um when I moved to London. I live right on the border of Ealing and Brentford. Uh, it it the zoning. I lived in TWA, and it was W five. So it, the border when dot 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 and then on my street it the border dipped down to just one street and then went back over so the the houses i could see on one side and on the other side were both w5 but for me it was twa just because of uh uh where i landed 
uh, Lana Road North. So that was, I, I don't know, I spent a lot of years of my life. And that's right up right up the road from their old grounds with the pub on all four corners. And then I really like the owner's story. You know the owner's story? I was a gambler. Um, she was yeah, a gambler, played the numbers, um, made loads of money from Brentford and statistician and then just started doing moneyball um on the players and that's how he just made made it up so he just he employs people that are effective and then sells and makes more money invests that and just made his way up really respectable way of doing it real community feel so gotta love that we have last year we beat them at our place true nil nil and then we also beat them in the cup but their last game out they beat man city two one away i mean man city went through that crazy period and now it's after the world cup they didn't have many players in the world cup none really played you got any feelings on on brentford oh they're in my family brentford so my my cousin or my i think he's my second cousin clive believe it or not he lives down in cornwall but season ticket holder travels up all the time to go oh brentford, as as you would follows him home and away um so often uh often some good banter about uh about brentford i i'm i'm with you i I think that there are not enough clubs in the premier league like like that you know it's still a proper community club i think and i think that it's i agree with you that it's really really well run i also love their man their manager is a great great guy i think and they just need to hang on to him he's he's got that incredible gift of really motivating the team and motivating the team through the power of the supporters in the stadium. Yeah. Often you can, often there's a bit of a siege mentality, isn't there against the supporters. I think that happens at our place sometimes even, but new enough, every single person that's gone there week in week out to watch Brentford is going there to really get behind that team. It's a horrible place to go and play football for an away, for an away team. It's not, um, it's not a brilliant start back into the season that for us it's got a banana skin written all over it that but I think that they're um I think they're a brilliant club yeah it's nice to see now obviously we need to beat them and Ivan Tony I mean Ivan Tony's up there he's, he's playing really well he's got 10 goals a season there's only two players yeah. above him in Kane and Harland I mean Harland um his sister will have rested he's going to be scary that man when we when we start again yeah he's going to be pretty pent up in it i mean he's gonna if he keeps going the way he's going he's going to score 50 60 goals this year crazy but was it someone put on twitter um how he needs to score 40 goals a season for the next 20 years to match ronaldo and that puts into perspective what ronaldo's done you just go yeah. what what is that about the ivan tony but i think we can mark him out i i think romero is going to go back to argentina and have a lot of fun uh, for next week and you can't blame him for that so we'll have to play without him for a while maybe Kane and maybe Larice might be having to have a rest but and Roy Charleston can't play so it's going to be interesting to see how we line up but we can't so we can't you think Forster yeah no I, I mean I'm, I'm not sure we I think we can only lose maybe half hour for the games for the rest of the season can't we I think if we want to make top four but um, you think Forster so for, you think Forster will start that game first maybe game? maybe I think Hugo just needs some time, right? And it's Monday, so it's a week. Christmas, we know it's like we're drinking as well. We know we like to drink. I don't know. Yeah. What would you do if you... Because he looked really sad when he was walking around, Hugo. He just needs to go back to Paris. I thought, oh, no, I he's not got, from Paris, is he? He's from um, I, Monaco. I got, yeah, I think you've got to give him two weeks. I mean, I think you've got to say, look, take a week off, come back, train for a week. And, and and get and get stuck in. If Kane, I hope Kane's head's right, because I mean the best thing he can do is go out there and and play and bang out a trick or something. But yeah, Son will be playing his mask, won't he? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. yeah, stick with Sun up front. Get more. What's your opinions on Mora? It's a tricky one, isn't it? So he's 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 already he's literally etched in 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 the club's folklore. He'll have yeah. a statue made up about him at some point, I'm sure, yeah. for the, for those goals. Um, I think they're obviously a bit worried about his, his fitness, aren't they? He's, he hasn't been able to get fit this year. I reckon at one point towards the end of last year they were thinking about playing him fullback. Um, yeah. Yeah, they think about playing him fullback, weren't they? Because he hasn't been able to get fit, has he? Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I'd I'd play fullback over over uh, Emerson, but uh, um, but. <laughs> But uh, there was this great clip on Twitter the other day. Did you see it? Where he was, he walked out of training in the snow, and he picked up a snowball for the camera and missed the camera. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even hit the cat. Couldn't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I I think I mean great player, but it, never never quite hit the heights that I think everyone hoped he'd he'd hit. Yeah. Did they? Did, did he really? Like so many of them. Yeah. Just- He's got one skill, isn't it? And it's just running really fast. He loses the ball a lot. He can score a goal, but it's just not good enough. Weird. What do you think is going to happen in the in the in the league then? When when everyone comes back, everyone's going like it's going to be weird, isn't it? When like really all, all all the all the big teams have had a lot of players in the World Cup to the last stages. All the other teams that haven't are going to have had like six eight weeks to you know get fit, really fit, and get on it and work tactically. Yeah, there's going yeah. to be some. I think for the next couple of months, there's going to be some big shocks. I reckon some of the some of the results. I think so. I think so. And you've got to play like you got Forest playing Man United and Leeds playing Man City. City are going to be have half their squad gone, and Leeds are going to be going to have been playing together and training for that game for ages. Forest similar with Man United, Arsenal, West Ham. They both have players here. Villa haven't got their goalkeeper because he's going to be in Argentina, absolutely smashed. Um, they're playing Liverpool, so it's going to be. It's going to be a bit weird for a, for a month. And actually, if you have a look at our fi- I was just having a look at our fixtures just then. Um, we've got some really big games coming up um, yeah. over the coming months. And the bit for me is injuries. I think that's going to be the most interesting one, how injuries play out, because this has been a really intense period of football. And you go, our fixtures now, we've got like Arsenal in a couple of weeks on the 15th of January. We've got Palace, which is always a tough game. We've got Portsmouth in the FA Cup. I, I'm desperate to go far in the FA Cup. We've got City twice at the end of January. You know, it's a Milan in, in a month. Like it's, it's and we've got Milan, West Ham, then Chelsea, Wolves, Milan. Like it, it's some big games coming up and it's, it's tricky. The bit I've forgotten is how much, how painful it has been watching us most of this season. Like, it's been quite tough watch. But then I've been watching some, I've watched the Tottenham Marseille, um, you know, where we beat, where we where we beat them, where Hoiberg scored in the last minute, cracking game. Forgotten about the Arsenal 3, Tottenham 1, but then we beat Leicester 6-2. I've, I've just been trying to get back into it. It's going to be interesting now because it's it's a different emotion watching international football, I think. So it's going to be interesting to see how the fans react. The injuries I think are going to be super interesting as well. It's definitely they, they 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 were definitely um, not approaching games in the right way, were they before before the World Cup? Like their first half performances, game after game after game, were just miles away. The Forest defeat was a yeah. real low was a low low moment. I mean, so there was something not quite right in there. I don't know whether it was the World Cup players were holding things back. I don't know what quite what it was. But there was definitely something not quite right that they needed a rocket every game to sort of get themselves together. But you know what? Like they're what are they fourth in the league. 
Yeah, doing really well. And like, yeah, so. I've just looked, did you see Richarlison's post? I'm not on Instagram, but Richarlison put, I know it was from a, a couple of weeks ago, where Conte has put some masking tape in the training ground and it says, we start to win, then we see the way. And I think there's the fans need to do that as well, because we are winning, we are beating teams, and we've lost a few games. I think we lost to Newcastle, a few frustrating ones. We went out in the cup to Forest, didn't we? That one really frustrated me. But there's also some big games. We've got revenge to take on Arsenal. We just need to start winning with with a bit of style. That's the bit we're missing, I think, as Spurs fans. Big January window coming up. I think they need to That's buy nice. a couple of players in January. Don't I mean, I'll stop looking at Twitter because otherwise we're literally we're going to be signing 38 players in January. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, half of them, you know, I'll just, I'll just stop, stop, stop reading that. But you do get the sense that they really, they need to, spend a bit of money in January, bring in a couple of lads, don't you? Really, like, significant as well. And yeah. I, I think they did really well in the summer to not just buy for the sake of it. Um, and uh, Longley, I thought was actually really smart because he's not the best defender in the world, but he's good enough. And if we couldn't get our number one choice, he was he was it was better to get him on loan than uh, to go out and buy some we don't need. Like, I don't know, like when we bought the set Magnificent Seven of the bail money, that we're not doing that, basically. And I think that's, that's a really good thing. But they'll need a centre-half, you think? Centre-half. Like a, a, a full-on striker to support Kane and Richarlison. Richarlison's just been injured. Centre-back. Yeah. Yeah. Centre-back. And then a full-back. Like, Sessegnon has come out. Sometimes he plays amazing. Like, Salah always has problems against him, for example. But our right-back situation is awful. Like, I miss just a Chorluka. And I know that's not the player, but just someone solid who can defend, first and foremost. We have um, to sign a right-back. I agree. I, and... and uh... There's been rumours about Porro, isn't there? The uh, mm. and I, he's a really, really good player, but I think he's going to go to City, isn't he? Yeah, that that's the problem. This World Cup is that everyone's in the shop window now, and everyone's prices yeah. have gone up. Um, what what Perisic did for me is it, it makes you realise what a good delivery looks like because you go, oh, you know, um, Emerson's getting balls into the box, Doherty's getting balls into the box. That's so that's good. But they're, they're not good balls, and you forget that actually you can put a good ball in, like a really dangerous ball in. That, that is what we need. We haven't replaced Walker. And I never, was never the biggest fan of Walker, but we haven't replaced him. No, Walker and Rose, they, they have never replaced Walker and Rose. No. And they, no. Have, they have to address it, particularly if, as you know, particularly if they are really going to double down on Conte, get him, to sign that con- get him to sign that contract. He's going to play three at the back. So they need four real top quality wingbacks because it's brutal wingback in, in his system. Yeah. Um, but they have to get, I mean, the, the game... Last game before the World Cup, when uh, I was at that game, when Emerson got taken off, I don't know, 60 minutes, 65 minutes. I mean, it it was a pretty rancid atmosphere in, in the stadium towards him, to be honest. At, at that, that point, it was, you know, if that World Cup hadn't come about, it's hard to see him playing again this season for them. It, it, was, it was angry towards him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, mate, what I've got now is... Uh... I, I, I prepared the game and it's called Play Bench Erase. Um, oh. It's it's a little bit like Shake My Own Kill, but for footballers. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you three players. Yeah. You have to choose one to play a the next game for Spurs. So this player will be at their peak. You have to put one on the bench and then erase one from Spurs history. They never played, so break your heart. So I'm going to give you Jermaine Defoe, Berbatov, Keane. One is your starting centre-forwards, ones that are starting to play a few. One you can bench, so still there, not not number one, but still there, and one you will rate from Tottenham history, Defoe, Berber and Keane. 
It's a brutal game, mate. It's hard, isn't it? Uh, the hard one is the erased one, right? Because the other two is sort of... Yeah. I'd have to start Berbatov. Really? World class. Yeah. Defoe on the bench. Oh, I can't believe that. This is where we need to... I'm going to get slated. I'm going to get slated. I love Keane, but Berbatov was... Uh, goal. He scored a goal away at Charlton once. He just flicked the ball over his head, ran up, ran off the length of the pitch. But like yeah. he was, he was absolute. If he'd have been motivated, if he'd have been in a better team and motivated, I tell you, he, he like, was like unbelievable. Um, he scored a goal against Arsenal, which is the tightest. He was right <laughs> on the byline and went up over Fabianski. I think. Well, unbelievable. I mean, I was gonna start the faux bench keen and get rid of Berber just because of how he left us. I'll never forgive him for going to Man United in the way that he did. Um, yeah, but that's it. He was so good, mate. He anyway. was. No, no, that, that that's the beauty of the pod. Um, so there's five, six rounds of this. So that's round one. Round two, yeah. Kane, Bale, Modric. So not in this, <sighs> not in the same position. I you just swear on it. You can't swear. I'm not going to swear. Um, Kane, Bale, Modric. That is hard because you go Harry Kane, best English That's player. Possible. Maybe the best player we've ever had at Spurs, really. Then you go Gareth Bale, could do anything, could change a game. Modric, the heart of the team, the, the best midfielder we've seen this generation. I'd have to, I'd have to start Bale, obviously. That last season before we left. Dangerous, wasn't he? Unbelievable. This is scary. You know. Scary. Literally game after game after game. Remember that goal against West Ham he scored? He was scythed down when My he birthday. got up and oh, yeah. Um, and then I'd have to put Modric on the bench and get rid of Kane. Yeah. That is unbelievable. But earlier, earlier on we said that Sun was the best foreign player we've ever had. Yeah, Modric. Modric was on. Unbelievable. My favourite player I've ever seen. And that, that's the thing about that first Champions League team, right? It was a great team. Like, it had so much balance. Like Crouch, Van der Vaart, Defoe, mm. Modric behind with one of Huddleston or Sandro, um, Ledley and Dorse, Walker. No, it wasn't Walker. Was it Walker and Rose? No. Benny, Asuakoto, Cholo. Asuakoto, yeah. yeah. Lennon. Like, it was just a great team. And Bale. Obviously, Bale <laughs> left back. Uh, Unbelievable! It was the way that he took. Uh, he used to take the ball in a half turn, Modric, like no one I've ever seen. He could have four four players around him, and he'd take the ball in tight situations on the half turn. He'd be away. He'd just be away. He'd be like, how do you, how do, you do that? Um, and yeah, those 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 few seasons, he was. Yeah, I feel, but that's almost impossible though, because he's not. He doesn't play the same position as Kane, does he? So you do but I don't know. I think they're just think. they're two of the two two absolute worldies. Those two. I was dropping Bale because he used to annoy me. His first touch, it, he's always annoyed me. And even as a Welshman, it's hard. I love him when he plays for the national team for club teams. His first touch, like that goal he scored in the Copa del Rey, where he goes off the pitch and then comes yeah, back yeah, on. Yeah. First, every touch is dreadful. So I'm dropping Bale. Um, <laughs> he's a wildie. I'm stopping, anyway. starting Modric going Kane. Right then, uh, third round, Ledley, Toby Alderweireld and Romero. Start Ledley, Romero on the bench. Pin Toby. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm. Oh, <laughs> that breaks my heart. I'm starting Toby. I'm dropping Ledley. No, no, what? Over, over Ledley? No, no. I'm, I'm getting, letting Romero go. 
it's, it's, uh, it's early on. Give it, give it, give it three years. And uh, if he stays right. Romero, I think he could be one of one of the, one of our best ever. Reminds I think Rooney. he's got such such talent. Yeah, and like when, you know, Rooney was amazing when he was young and angry, and then he calmed down a bit, and it, everything yeah. just clicked. That's why I see him Romero. Right, round four, I've got Benton Curl, Moussa Dembele, Scott Parker. Start Dembele. Uh, Benton Curl on the bench. Got Scott Parker. Yeah. So my thing with Dembele is he was he did not deliver as much as he should. Have. He was a. I've never seen anyone go past a player like yeah. Dembele, but then he didn't score enough. He didn't assist enough. Didn't score enough. He didn't score. He I just agree. didn't score enough at all. He didn't score enough goals. And when he was at Fulham, he scored scored plenty of goals, didn't he? And he came, he just didn't score enough goals. So I I, I agree with that. But he he sitting in front of that back four uh, when he was fit that year when we should have won the league that year. And uh, he yeah. was just outstanding. That he, year. Sc- he scored that goal in the Europa League, didn't he, against that French team in the last minute? That yeah, that's on, one of the goals yeah. I've gone most meant for that. Uh, yeah, Lennon, Mora, Kulisevsky. Can't wait to see Kulisevsky play as well. By the way, I I'm so excited by him. Lennon, Mora, and Kulisevsky. It's difficult because he's not been there very long, Kulisevsky, has he? But you can tell with Kuliseski, he's got something about him. You can just tell. He's got, he's, when he first arrived, I thought, it's another NASA Chadley. It's like great on the ball, but I reckon I've got more pace than him. Obviously, I haven't got more pace than him. But I reckon, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. But, but it is, his close control is so good. Yeah, yeah. You're like, fuck this guy. He's going to be... They they look a completely different team when he's when he's play, right. when he's angry yeah. and on it. So just purely for the fact that I think his potential is is enormous, I'd start him, and I would put Lennon on the bench. I think I'm with soft you. Soft spot for Lennon. Oh, I love Lennon. Yeah, I, yeah, love Lennon. So many memories. Yeah. Take that Milan away at one nil the ball. Oh. Final one. I tried to go right back. Um, Walker, Choluka, and Stephen Carr. Play Walker and Choluka on the bench. Stephen Carr. That was yeah. for Jack because he loved Stevie Carr. And, and, oh, does it? It's got an amazing goal, didn't he? Stephen Carr. That one. Like Man United. Screamer. Man United. Yeah, that is Jack's favourite goal. Yeah, left in a left in dodgy, a bit auspicious circumstances though. Oh, Carr, really? Didn't he? Wanted, didn't didn't he? Oh, my my. There's been so many of them that are left in a special second. Didn't he? <laughs> he had, uh, yeah, he wanted to, I can't remember what happened in the end. He was a good player though, but Chaw Luca was one of Red Naps, wasn't he? Brilliant. I loved him, just super reliable, like the slowest player I've ever seen at Spurs, I think. <laughs> like really, and that is saying something, because do you remember, we, we're trying to build the slowest 11 and we had Chaw Luca, Nelson, yeah. do you remember that New Zealand defender? I remember. I couldn't believe it when we bought him. Right. Do you remember? Um, what's his <laughs> that plan? Levy? That was under Levy, wasn't yeah, it? it when we bought Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It was. We yeah. were in for Rivaldo or something, weren't we? And we ended up buying Ryan, Ryan Nelson. Do you remember when Hoddle said, "I've had this lovely letter from Rivaldo, who probably wrote to him to say, who are you?" Gallas. Gallas was slow as well. I I didn't mind Gallas. I thought he did really well for us in 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 places. That was a mad time, wasn't it? Because that was a time when we we bought Saha for no reason. I hadn't scored for ten games, and then 
he scored twice in that Newcastle game. We won five. No, all of that. Um, anyway, we're at the end. Any other business? It's been a good, been a good World Cup. Are you looking? For, are you looking forward to going to watch Spurs? Because it's been hard this season. I love going. Um, I think the atmosphere sometimes. I, I, I'm often falling out with people that sit around me. Sort of saying, look, you know, get behind the... T- what are you booing them at half-time for? For, like, for goodness sake, get behind... So I, I really think that the supporters... I really want the supporters to try and get behind the team. Yeah. And just, just you know, I think there's too many people going now or that have forgotten what it was like 10 years ago. Um, and, you know, we are probably punching at this moment. And we shouldn't be because of the amount of money in the club and the stadium... But we're probably punching. But I love go- I'd watch them in the I'd watch them, you know, non-league. So yeah. I love going. And I think we're gonna have a great second half of the season. I think we've got the right man. Um, as long as he's motivated and they sign a couple of, you know, they have to sort out the right back situation in January. If they do that and they do their business early again, uh, and Paratici doesn't go down for the Juventus fiasco, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which uh, we probably shouldn't talk about. But um then I think they're going to have a great second half of the season. Arsenal are going to blow up. It's going to be yeah. great. I can't wait for that. Because it's going to happen yeah. very soon. Yep. And it just you shows you how poor the Premier League is at the moment. Like City have been okay. Liverpool have been poor. I mean, Arsenal are yeah. too. So, yeah. And, I mean, the stark difference between Ronaldo just training by himself in in Madrid versus Messi now lifting a World Cup. I mean, that that is just a mad story in football as well, isn't it? I just... The stories that come out of this World Cup have been fantastic. The greatest um, of all time. Debate over, easily. in my mind. Yeah. Easily. Easily. The way he made you feel about football. And Ronaldo was a great finisher. The thing with Ronaldo, I, well, I, I get that like, I could be Ronaldo if I'd worked hard enough, right? But I could never be Messi. And it, that that's the special player. Bergkamp. I always thought the same about Bergkamp. I could never be Bergkamp. He was too classy, too much. Um could be Gary Neville and I could be Ronaldo. Ronaldo just did. That's the only thing he'd ever wanted to do. He's tried the best he could do. Like, I think Bentley could have been better than Ronaldo. Joe Cole could have been better than Ronaldo if they had his work ethic, you know? Yeah. Hey, hey. anyway, mate, thank Wait. you. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been lovely, oh, to, lovely to see you. Yeah, you too, mate. And we'll, um, yeah, first we need Hattrick Ball in a couple of shows time when you've been on for three times. You'll meet the gang. Um, We'll do this two weeks then, I guess, because it's Christmas and we're not playing until after Christmas. Anyway. So Merry Christmas to you. And um, yeah, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Merry Christmas, mate. And Happy New Year and speak to you soon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, whatever happens, don't forget the future's bright. The future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football. And I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. 
We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do. Tottenham 